Welcome again to Sightly's Breaking Through the Mayhem podcast, marketing in a time of constantly shifting risk and opportunity. I'm Adam Katz, and we've been having a lot of fun here live through the Brand Safety Summit in New York. We're very, very lucky to have an amazing guest currently on the podcast, Yale Cohen. Uh, I don't want to introduce who he is or, or what he does. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that to him. Um, Yale, if you don't mind, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, uh, what, what keeps you going in the industry? Uh, thanks for having me, Adam. Uh, I'm Yale Cohen. I've, I work for Publicis Media. Uh, I've been with the company for 12 years in the industry, almost 20. And uh, what keeps me going is uh, honestly helping uh, marketers simplify everything about our space that's so complex. <laughs> well, that's, that brings up an amazing topic, right? That we're going to talk about a bunch today, but obviously it's gotten more complex over the last couple of years. Yes, it has. Um, I think it was already that complex. It's just everything r- rose in terms of attention that people are paying attention to. So how do you see brands today being able to navigate the environment that we're in, especially around the speed of culture and the tendency for people to align with their own biases and their own thought process? I think um, I think we have uh, historically been a v- very reactive to the marketplace. And uh, I think it's, from our perspective, is how do we become more proactive and shift our stance to address things up front? Uh, culture is one of the things that uh, we talk about. It's our, how we address culture is through brand integrity. A brand needs to address what they want to stand for. And when cultural events happen, they need to react to them accordingly and react consistently. And having that type of a decisioning framework helps brands to understand what it is that they want to do in the market, how they want to activate, and who they want to activate with. Um, Because ultimately, they have power in the dollars that they spend and what those dollars represent for them and the consumer's reaction with their brand. So I think that's a way for us to to address it in a proactive way, to address everything that happens across not just the media ecosystem, but across what every consumer is going through across the world. Interesting. It's a great answer. And how is your organization currently having those conversations every day? Are you got, do you guys have a business team that does that to itself? Do you bring teams together? Are you having challenging conversations now with your brands? You guys have obviously had amazing success over the last couple of years. And what, what would you say has been your advice to everyone else on how to bring that together and how to do that? Yeah. Um, at Publicis, we, we um, have a lot of um, ambassadors for standards and for just how it, to make sure that our brands are becoming more responsible. So we have so many people who are just hand raisers and they just think that uh, they're, they're doing what's right for the brand and they believe in it and they're passionate about it. And it's part of my job to help motivate them to do that same type of work. And the ambassadors have their roles and responsibilities and it helps us to extend the network to the right frameworks, the right details, and for them to make the critical decisions on behalf of clients. And how do you get those people looking at individuals to be a lot more comfortable to do that at scale 
when obviously they could have a differing opinion than the than the current brand that they're working with. Yeah, I, look, I, I think every uh, client lead and when they at an agency works with their their client and they need to make their own decisions specifically for what's right for the brand. Got it. Uh, so I'm not going to make a decision that's ubiquitous or unilateral across everyone. But I, I think putting the right frameworks in place so that they can make those decisions with an educated background on topics helps them to be proactive about that strategy. So um, it's just a way for us to get as much information <laughs> into their hands so that they can they can do what's but, right. But it's also helping you with a challenge, I feel like, we've all had over the years in the industry, which is really getting anyone to align on strategy. You know, like ultimately when you get people to align on strategy, everyone's more comfortable with each other, right? So I think, I think it's a great point. Is there any information that you feel is missing in the ecosystem that if you were to able to create your own thing, right? And you were able to come up with a great idea because you're, you're the entrepreneur, what would be something you know that you're you'd be proud of? And I know you've been working hard on your own idea. Yeah. So what what would make you proud to see improvement on, or something that you think the industry is missing? The, the industry talks a lot about media responsibility. We address it through a, a decisioning framework around brand integrity, but that that's the decisioning framework. What I think is missing in our industry is how to measure that and activate on what is media responsibility. How do you push? Like, how does a brand translate? what their values are into a media and an impression. How do they measure that? And how do they say, I activate with purpose? So that, that's, that's what's missing in our industry from a, uh, how do you create that touch point with a consumer that says, this is the right way to do it and activate. And how do you then stay consistent and authentic? It's a big question. I know it's been a big topic this week. If ROI doesn't happen quickly, right? How do we, how do we get to a place where you know, people's commitments yeah. equal understanding the process that it takes. And you and I have had this conversation over the years, you know, with our own passions. But in terms of how do you, how do you get brands to really understand that over time? And I agree with you. There is no perfect um, there is no perfect measurement today. But how do you prove over time that this is going to help you? Uh, when when, uh, when agencies that, are put in a tough that's problem. The, that's the billion dollar question. Can you, you measure brand integrity? <laughs> Can you activate it? And if you change one lever, will that change your company's purpose and what the consumer sees of the company's purpose? So I, I think it starts with measurement and understanding like how to change a consumer's opinion of a brand and what are the actual metrics that go into that. We have standard and defined metrics for viewability, for fraud, yep. uh, now for brand safety, all these attention, things that are... like, but how do you measure and think about activating brand integrity, purpose, authenticity? Yeah, I think it's a challenge. That's what we work on slightly every day, and we know how hard it is. You know, ultimately, you I don't. Can't, you can't trade off ROI if you have no idea what metrics you're going to trade off for that ROI. Because then you lose the client. So it it becomes a very interesting place and. You know, I was at the DEI uh, conference on Tuesday, and that was a, a massive topic that everyone was discussing. And they were also discussing, you know, an interesting topic around not asking for too much budget when you can't take it yet, which I think has made, made it harder for agencies over the last couple of years. We, you know, so I how think, do you guys focus on that? I think it's more so um, we've been focusing around the research that helps us to uncover where we have unconscious bias. Gotcha. So that... You're not just investing blindly. And I think the, the thing about that is, is that there are tools that we use that 
have bias in, because they're created by us as humans. And we just need to take a step back and reevaluate what those things are and how we want to improve on them. And that's just an industry-wide thing. Everyone you, needs to take a look under the hood. Do you think it's going to get to a place? That. Do you think it's going to get to a place where you see brands working with each other on this, or do you think it's going to stay pretty competitive? Um, I, I think brands will continue to act out of their their best interests. Gotcha. Uh, um, I think everyone, every brand, it, it's hard to collaborate on some of those things unless there's a true partnership between different types of brands one on one. So I don't think it's a industry collaboration. It's it's on a brand by brand. Because they, they 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 create their own unique purpose in the market, and they have their own unique audience. So it's, I th it's something I've been thinking about a lot today with all the people we've been talking to. Like one of our one of our earlier podcasts was a direct brand, and he. He stated that they they love to hear other people's wins and other people's success. So I think there is there is going to be a good way for us to hopefully bring that together. But people have to be willing to share share that information. I think the last thing I'd love to know from you is there's obviously a lot of discussion around purpose and authenticity, right? And we've been talking a bunch about ROI and the trade-off, right? If if you had a utopia in the next, let's give it seven years. Before 2030, Yale, uh, where where do you, where 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 do you hope this is? You'll be in your 19th year at Publicis. Yeah. <laughs> right. So where 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 do you see this ending? I I feel like we're gonna figure out the measurement piece of this. Um, I think there's gonna be better ways for us to activate. There's gonna be ways for us to mitigate bias, and we'll do that through so much more sophisticated tools. The yardstick is is short at this moment. Like we have so much further to go, and the mop constantly optimistic about it. And and if you had to give a recommendation to people, what what kind of places would you recommend people reading and learning if there was a, a a person out there that is just getting started, you know, somebody somebody that could just jump in and, and a great source of learning. What would you what would you give as that as that answer? Um, I I would say I learn the best from uh, brands by actually immersing myself in brands and taking a step back and seeing like what is like listening to uh, like everyone when you go into a store when you hear something when you read reviews of products um, I, I always think about what does the consumer feel about things so I, I I'm not sure like we're pontificating on things you can just like sing <laughs> like a single marketer doing it right the consumer is the one that you should actually be listening to and and You're figure out what, what they want one of the ideas we've been having a lot in, in our world is I try to just sit down with people in the company and be like, what would you do in this situation, right? Just so you can start to hear more of what a consumer would be willing to do. You bring up a perfect point, right? And I got to tell you, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. You've done a, an incredible job of educating everyone that we're talking to. I hope so. Hi, I'm Joe, one of the producers for Sightly's Breaking Through the Mayhem podcast. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. If you want to learn more about the guests we had on today, we included additional information about them in the show notes. Finally, if you'd like to be on the podcast or if you know someone that would make a great fit, you can fill out the form at sightly.com forward slash podcast. We hope you have a great day.